Welcome to In Via, the podcast where we're navigating the pilgrimage of life. We are all in via, on the way, and we are learning a lot as we go. I'm your host, Joan Watson. Join me as we listen to stories, discover travel tips, and learn more about our Catholic faith. Along the way, we'll see that if God seeks to meet us in Jerusalem, Rome, or Santiago, he also wants to encounter you right there in your car, on your run, or in the middle of your workday. Great. Well, it's funny to welcome you because I think we're both kind of co-hosts. I don't think you're necessarily a guest being the founder of Verso, but I'm here with John Paul Lishan, and it's exciting. It's our first episode. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, um, yeah, so we're just actually going to chat today, but we I think we should start by talking about um, what Verso is and why we're here talking about pilgrimage. And I think we have to start by kind of backing up and talking about who John Paul is. Okay. Is that okay? Put you on the spot. Sure. sure. Um, if you could tell people three sentences about yourself. Short and sweet. Who would you say John Paul Lishan is? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> you could have more than three. I just always hate you, when people say like, tell me about yourself because then it's like, <laughs> well, I was born in Lafayette and, you know, so I don't want to give you, you know, make you tell your entire I know, it life makes me, story. It makes me want to give like very unique and, um, yeah, you know, like things. I've fashioned this for for hours. I've <laughs> I've like wordsmith the perfect because I only have three sentences. Yeah, you only gave me true. three. So. You're right. Well, if you've done that, you can give us three sentences, but I also allow you to have more. Or or it could be like a you know a uh, social media profile. I am a father and a and a son and a brother and a. Anyways, yeah. Um, three sentences about myself. So, I think one of the most. Um, yeah, where I would start is I like to blaze my own trail. And that mm-hmm. sounds yeah, okay, so we're here talking about like the the beginnings of Verso. Yeah. And so that sounds maybe a little cliche if you will, cuz like, yeah, you're an entrepreneur, of course you like to blaze your own trail. But it's something that I didn't I actually didn't really think about too much. But then I look like you look, you know, those times in your life you look back and you're like, "Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like that actually makes a lot of sense." Yeah. So so for instance, like when I was in high school, this is very embarrassing, but when I was in high school, <laughs> I I went to a Catholic school, so I had uniforms, okay? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I wore a pocket projector every day of no. school. No, you did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would write messages on the front of it. Oh I would gosh. take address labels and oh I'd write gosh. a message. <laughs> no, you were that kid? <laughs> yes. No. I was that kid. So things like that. Like, I just, were you doing it purposely to like, you weren't really a nerd. You were like embracing the, I'm going to be very different. You're going to play yeah, your own I, I am a 16 year old boy trying to probably get attention. Yeah. And this was like my That's way to, to get attention. How'd you, you think know? of new things every day? Oh, well, after a while, it just, I, it was like, it was good about it at first. Yeah. And then it'd be like two days. I wouldn't change it. And then it'd be yeah. like a week. And then it'd be like three weeks. I wouldn't That's change hilarious. the message. So if I find somebody who went to school with you, is that what they would remember about you? Do you think? I would imagine a lot of them yeah. would remember. That's um, hilarious. Maybe not. That is hilarious. That is yeah. hilarious. The the culmination, my favorite one of all time, was I wrote. I, it was picture day, and I put "Hi, mom." No, <laughs> that's amazing. I want to see this. I want to see it. We should put so, it in the podcast notes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so you blaze your own trail, like in lots of yeah. different ways. It's not yeah, just so that you the founded other one, your own I mean, business, but that, yeah. that's your personality. Yeah. I mean, the other big one was in college. I, I designed my own major. Wow. 
Yeah, because like apparently none of the other majors were good enough for, for me. <laughs> like do it yourself. Yeah. Wow. So, but I mean, I never thought I'd own my own business. I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur or as yeah. a business owner ever. And uh, but when looking looking back, it was like it's it's always been something like I, I've always been somebody who's been really unique and willing to like just do their own thing and yeah, which is so important for an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's also really important for in our line of work, right, yeah. to have that kind of that adventure and that willingness to kind of step out of our comfort zones and lead others to do that, as as we're going to talk about on the podcast about pilgrimage. But you know, like even people who aren't willing to blaze their own trail, you help them blaze their own trail in a sense with Verso, which I think is really beautiful that yeah. you've kind of taken yeah. this characteristic and helped others do it as well. Yeah. Well, so, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. That's yeah. really neat. So that's one sentence, that long answer <laughs> for one sentence. Um, what else? Three sentences to describe John Paul. Um, I think another one would be that something related to, you know, I'm, I am a, I'm a limited human being. I'm a sinner. I'm a limited human mm. being, but I'm loved by God. Mm. Um, I love that. That's something I don't think I care to admit very often, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm very much a person that likes to think they can just do it all themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, even like in prayer, I just kind of be like, hey, don't worry, God, I got this. Like, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't worry about me. Go worry about somebody else <laughs> who needs you more. Right. Oh my gosh. And that's maybe yeah. not the best attitude to take. So that's maybe more of a, a, I can use a dose of humility every once in a while. Yeah. And I think the Lord shows me that quite often yeah. in my life. Um, it's the most dangerous thing to pray for. Never pray for humility because then he humiliates you and you're like, no, because that's the only <laughs> way you can get it is to be humiliated. So don't pray for it. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. And These are really powerful sentences. I was not expecting this. Well, we have I love to, it. they have to meet, you know, they have yeah. to be worth something here. Wow. So, and then last one would be something about family, I think, mm -hmm. obviously. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I kind of joked about that. I'm a father, son, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I mean, so much of my life has been shaped by my family, my parents, um, my wife, my kids. Yeah. So, it's so much of my own identity is wrapped into, you know, who I, the family I came from, the family that I've created, the the family we want to be, yeah. you know, so that. that's not very eloquent, but no, or, or succinct, but that's kind of something yeah. I, would, I would go down to. I love it. Um, and I think so often we want to be like, oh, I'm not identified by other thing, you know, but we are, I mean, like yeah. we are identified, like that makes us who we are is yeah. that you're a husband, right. Yeah. And you're, you're a father and yeah. that's, and you're a son and you're a brother. Yeah. So well, and, and as you know, you, you think about that and it's kind of opposed to the first comment, which was like, I like to blaze my own mm, trail. Yeah. But so then I think of, I think of where I came from. So while well, we're all, a, we're a country of immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody, not everybody, <laughs> most people <laughs> in America came from other countries. Right. Um, but, you know, I think about my, so my grandparents, for instance, on my mom's side, they're from mainland China, right? And yeah. so my grandpa studied at University of Texas. This is in the 50s, like when my mom, like right after my mom was born, he left wow. to go get his master's. Living in Taiwan at the time. And I mean, this is the 50s. They didn't have FaceTime or wow. they didn't have computers yeah. to talk to each other, you Whoa. know, <laughs> anything like that. So, um, 
you know, I think about his life of leaving his family, go studying, then bringing them over. They, you know, first moved to Peru and then to Brazil and then to the States. And, you know, my mom grew up in Taiwan and other countries until she was like eight years old. Right. Wow. So it's, it's kind of like, no wonder I have that, that strain in me to do my own thing. Cause yeah. that's what my family has done too. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so yeah. much of my identity I think is wrapped up in, in things like that, that you start thinking about it and you go, Oh yeah. Like it, it does make sense. It does add up, if you will. Yeah. And um, yeah, we blaze our own trail, but we're also a product of of the people around us, and right? The family and of course, um, which is yeah. That's really this is really powerful. I really thought you were gonna say, well, I grew up in Naperville and <laughs> I founded this business. So well, this I has did. been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we didn't. You didn't talk about. I mean, you talked about being an entrepreneur, but you saved um, what you do for a living because that's going to be my second question. So okay. you didn't have to use it in your three senses. So that all was right, very smart. Right. Um, so that's a little bit a pretty like insider view of John Paulishon, which is great. Yeah. Um, and now I want to say, what do you do? Cause we've hinted at the entrepreneur. We've hinted at the pilgrim and obviously most people listening to this know we're a pilgrimage company and we're doing this podcast. So what do you do for a living? What's your day to day look like? We've joked about this before, so you don't have to tell us how boring it is. You can just tell us how <laughs> exciting it is. It is very exciting. <laughs> I love, I love what I do. I love my job. Um, so it's crazy to think about Verso Ministries was started seven years ago which it doesn't seem like that long mm. at all. But um, so I'm, I'm the founder of Verso Ministries. I, we, we are a Catholic pilgrimage company. Our whole mission is to facilitate encounters with Jesus on, like, on travel, right? And so I get the pleasure of doing that each and every day. Um, I get to direct a team of people who are passionate about that same mission. And we, we work with a lot of Catholic churches, schools, organizations to help them I mean, essentially to me, it's, it's a, it's a ministry of evangel evangelization. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That through these encounters to sacred places, we can help people grow closer to God, to learn about one another, to learn about who God is, who they are, who one another is and help them. You know, we talk about this a lot. We help them navigate the pilgrimage of life that yeah. the, the smaller pilgrimages that we lead help them reflect on their larger pilgrimage of life. Yeah. And so. that's what the podcast is going to be about. And that's what I'm so excited about that we can see these pilgrimages like, okay, John Paul, you have this company and you set up trips for people, right? And yeah. okay. If you had to, you know, if you had to boil it down, you could, you could view your job through that lens. But what I love about Verso is that you don't view your job through that lens. You don't view the company through that lens, but that you view it through the lens you just said, that th these pilgrimages are supposed to be, yes, beautiful trips and amazing journeys and in some ways great photo album producers, you know, but that ultimately what we learn on that pilgrimage has a greater a greater purpose that we can take that into our everyday life and say, what did I learn here? And so over the next few episodes, even we're going to talk to pilgrims who learned really important lessons on their pilgrimage, especially to world youth day. That's what we'll be doing the next few episodes, but that they then took it into their everyday life. And, um, and what can, what is God saying through the people, through the things we see? Um, and so, you know, you have this pilgrimage company. It was, probably crazy to be like, I'm going to quit my job and, and start this, but you have this vision for something even greater, right? You're not just going to start a travel agent, right? You're right. going to start this work of evangelization. Where did you get this idea? Where did I get the idea? So I wonder that often, <laughs> um, but 
No, honestly, it started. So my previous job to working here, I was working in college campus ministry and I was doing mainly retreats and pilgrimages. That was like my role was leading trips for students over fall break, winter break, during retreats over weekends and things. Right. It sounds like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Loved it. I I miss working with the college students. Um, But anyways, the honestly, it was like a it was always a a a easy water cooler dinner conversation starter, <laughs> right? Like people knew I was in this line of work. Mm. And so that was always like the default question to me whenever I'd be at like a work lunch with other people from a campus or seeing friends on the weekends or whatever. It was always the question I was always like, you know, where are you where are you going to next? What's your next trip? Because people love talking about travel. They yeah. love, you know, you love thinking about it, dreaming about it. And people would always w- were interested in like, where have you been? Where are you going? So it just was a constant just like question I would get. Um, because who doesn't love kind of talking about travel, right? Yeah. So, and then in those conversations, it was always a jo- of kind of a running joke from people or even myself, I would say, that would be like, man, wouldn't that be fun if you like, that was your job like full time. Like <laughs> you just traveled and you just, you know, you know, plan trips and traveled all the time. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> and I would always be like, Oh, haha, you know, funny. How would I ever do that? I mean, this is, it's a, an important piece of my old job, but it wasn't the full piece, right? There's yeah. a lot of other things I was doing. Sure. So I could never imagine that it would have been a full time job. And I never heard or really thought of a pilgrimage company. Cause I was just planning these trips myself. Mm, right. Sure. So I was, you know, if we were going to the, Italy, I was like contacting the hotels and yeah. contacting the bus companies. And we, we would actually never use a bus company. We would just, you know, we would just walk everywhere. Yeah, college kids would walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, but I would plan it all myself. So that's also how I learned to plan pilgrimages because I just did it myself. And then never thought that like I could just, I could just be hired by a, a pilgrimage company out there. Right, okay. right. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, just, I mean, certainly the Holy Spirit, but it, all of a sudden the the joke turned from a joke of like, wouldn't that be fun? And it turned more into like, well, why wouldn't I mm. do that? And you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, you could do that full time. Yeah. It was less a joke and more of like, hey, you should actually think about that. Right. <laughs> and I remember I was kind of getting a little restless in my job. And I, I remember just, you know, I'm on these job listing boards and stuff. Right. And so you get, I get an email with potential jobs and I wasn't even really looking for jobs but I would always like open the email and look to see what's available that's dangerous yeah even though I wasn't <laughs> looking yeah but nothing seemed fulfilling I'd be like I oh, know I'm not interested in any of those but I would just always uh look at them and anyways this is a, this is a long answer to your to your question no, but again it was that it was that like un unexpected switch in my own heart that was mm-hmm. like you know this like well why not yeah and then for a long time it was like well I have a lot of reasons why not (laughs) Uh. right because it was on my heart for a while then it again it kind of turns into why not and then it kind of turned into you know what if you started your own thing right and I started dreaming about that and then I had all these excuses like definitely you know I don't know how to start a business like uh, it sounds expensive what if I lose a lot of money what if I make a fool of myself what if God forbid, what if something terrible happens on a pilgrimage? Yeah. You know, what if I have to start it and then stop it? And then I look like, you know, just yeah. so embarrassed that like you failed. Failure. Right. Yeah. So, so much of the, the discernment was just this discernment out of fear of like what would happen mm, for months. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. 
God never wants us to discern out of fear, but it's the like MO of most of us, right? Like we can think of all the bad things and we can think of all the why nots. Um, was there a particular moment when you maybe heard God in a particular way calling you out and to say, you can do this? Yeah, it it actually, it was, I'm not like a, I would call that a burning bush moment, right? I am, I do not feel like I'm a person that would think that those things happen. Like I know they happen theoretically, but never would imagine what happened to me. But yeah, the long story short goes that, you know, I was praying about this for several months, thinking about it, talking with people. And then I was leading a pilgrimage to World Youth Day with students. And on every pilgrimage, we ask people to bring a prayer intention, Mm. right? Because this is a pilgrimage. You should pray about something. So my prayer intention was basically just, you know, okay, Lord, what should I do? You know, I'm, I'm kind of restless. I'm not sure what I should do. I have this on my heart to start my own pilgrimage ministry. No idea what that means. You know, give me some clarity here. So I, I remember it so distinctly. It was the first night that the Pope was there. So the Holy Father comes out. It's the first, um, they call it the welcome of the Pope. Okay. And Pope Francis was giving his speech there. It's just a short 10-minute kind of homily, right? And he was talking about the life of Christians and what it means to follow Jesus. And he was like, literally, I felt like he was talking to me because he was talking mm. about all of these fears to say mm. like, you know, why don't we follow Jesus? Well, we're scared. <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're lazy. We, we, we search for meaning in other things, not in, in our own faith and in God. Um, and then so, but then he gave this line about mountain climbers and how people who climb mountains have a saying. And the saying is this, is that the goal of climbing a mountain is not to never fall. It's to not remain fallen. Mm. And I just, I remember hearing all this stuff and he says that line, the goal of climbing a mountain is not to never fall. It's to not remain fallen. And it was literally like, a light bulb in my head that was just like, Oh, like he's speaking like literally directly to me. The Holy (laughs) spirit is speaking directly through Pope Francis to me. It's like, I'm the only one in this field that felt like, and that was literally the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, I I need to do this. Like everything switched from that moment forward. So good. Oh, like so much could be said about that line too. I, it's hard for me to ask the next question and not like just talk about that. But, um, I think it's just so powerful that here you have, you're starting this, company that is about these encounters and you, it came from an encounter, right? It came from a pilgrimage. It came from, so we, we talk about how pilgrimages are unique times to encounter God, to hear his voice. And sometimes it happens in really obvious ways that we aren't expecting. Like sometimes you're on this pilgrimage and the the Lord really speaks. Um, and I, you said, or you talked earlier kind of about like looking back at life and, and seeing things once you have that reflection. And I had a moment in pilgrimage where I had a question for the Lord. I didn't even know why I was asking it, but I, I was unsatisfied with doing, like I wanted to do his work and I wasn't sure I was in the right place. And I was sitting at the sea of Galilee at the Peter's primacy. I was all by myself entirely by myself because my whole pilgrimage group, this was my third time there. So my whole pilgrimage group was behind me listening to the guide, but the guide knew this was my favorite place in the Holy land and I deserve to have my spot. So (laughs) he was like, go on ahead. You've heard me, you know? So Shafiq makes me go and sit at the the sea of Galilee. And, um, and I just asked the Lord, like, I want to feed your sheep because this is the place in the, in the Holy land where the Lord um, asked Peter to feed his sheep and to tend his sheep. And so I said, Lord, I want to, I want to feed your sheep. I just want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. So 
like show me. And he didn't speak to me at that moment. Right. But I can go back to that moment where that was like this profound time where I was vulnerable enough to say, I, I want to do this, like show me the way. And he's shown me in different ways. I quit my job later. And then now I quit my other job and came here. And <laughs> so just to have that reassurance that he is always going to show us if we ask and be vulnerable, right. but those pilgrimage moments where we just kind of are broken open, I think, and have those encounters, whether he's going to tell us there on the spot, like he did you, whether he's going to tell us later, whether he's going to work through maybe someone we talk to or so that's what I'm excited about this, this podcast is to hear people's stories like that yeah. and say, how did the Lord work? Because I think it's also very human to say that doesn't happen to me. Like you said yourself. Sure, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't sure. have these burning bush moments. Well, maybe we just need the eyes to see them, and maybe they happen in different ways than we're expecting. Right. We're not going to hear this voice, right? Yeah. You may hear it through someone else, like the Pope, yeah. or you may hear it through another pilgrim, and I think that's important too. Yeah. You know? Well, the, the funny part of the story too is that so I'm going to sound like, so I'm not obnoxious, but I mean, bl <laughs> blessed because, so I, I, I had been in the presence of the Holy Father several times before mm, this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm just that, that spoiled. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Spoiled kid. But so I'd been in the presence of the Holy Father many times before mm. and Pope Francis included. And, but the funny part about this whole thing was it was always in Rome mm -hmm. and I, mm. I'm the worst with languages. I, I don't know anything other than English. Okay. Uh, I know a little Chinese <laughs> from my background, but, but really, I mean, and Pope Francis doesn't speak Chinese, yeah. uh, you know, fun fact. Um, so I'd always seen him in Rome and, and the address is never in a language I could understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but at World Youth Day, they translate over the radio. Yeah. Okay. And so then... Um, and of course I don't come prepared. Like I'm sure they told me to bring a radio. Of course I didn't bring a radio, <laughs> but our guide had a radio mm. and there, none of us had radios, but our guide was listening to the radio. And then he was, he was then like, he, then he was saying what the translator yeah. was saying on the radio. Right. So yeah. it was like Pope Francis talking, gets translated on the radio through the interpreter. And then our guide was saying it out loud to all of us listening. I love it. Right. In English. So this is the first time I'd actually heard the Holy father speak and I could understand wow. them. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Right. So if the guide wasn't doing that, yeah. then I would have totally, I would have missed the whole message. You would have like taken a nap or something. Like you yeah. Just, yeah. I probably would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah. fall asleep. This is cool. But yeah. yeah. So it was like, again, it was the words of Pope Francis, but working the, through this instrument. Yeah, exactly. All these That's people. Powerful. Um, I was really grateful when we went to World Youth Day a few weeks ago um, that you did tell us to bring a radio because that, I don't think I would have thought of that. And it does make such a difference to actually, I mean, you can go back and read the addresses. Um, and I, I recommended to all our pilgrims, like go back again and again and go back to these words. Cause he said these to you, you know, but, um, it does make such a difference to actually hear even in maybe kind of the broken English sometimes that you get in the translations, it makes such a difference to be in that moment and to be on that pilgrimage and hear those words. Right. So that's fun. But well, in the upcoming episodes, like I mentioned, we do have some pilgrims who are going to share stories of the way that God worked on pilgrimage, um, even through some surprising means. Maybe they were learning lessons they didn't ask. <laughs> I think sometimes we get answers that we don't expect um, to questions we haven't asked. And so I'm excited to talk to, to them and find out more. But um, so we're going to wrap up now. But, um, you know, we've tossed this idea around a lot about pilgrimage. And so I'd love in the next episode to really delve into what the heck is a pilgrimage and why is it any different than like maybe just going to Rome for fun? 
Sure. Or going to yeah. Lisbon for fun, right? For sure. So um, thanks for joining us. Um, and we look forward to talking more about this in our next episode. So join us again. God bless. <laughs>